1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a tough European night for Rangers. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's men will need to overturn a 2-0 deficit if they're to make it to the Champions League after defeat in Belgium. Dundee United are preparing for their European adventure by announcing the signing of former St Mirren man Jamie McGrath. And could Martin Boyle be on his way back to Hibs I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Simon Donnelly And Hugh Keevans There is one positive to come out of last night's game In Belgium for Rangers And that is that Giovanni Van Brocker's side Are still in the competition There was the potential for disaster Last night against the USG Because Rangers' performance was dire And I know that the goalkeeper John McLaughlin will be pilloried For the first goal lost However He help keep them in the competition and they at least now have Ibrox on Tuesday and can still dream of playing PSV or Monaco. Yeah, Hugh uses the word dire. Very flat. Watched the game last night. Sluggish, you know, lack of creativity. And very surprising, you know, uh, given the, the importance of the game. But Rangers really have to improve big time. It goes without saying, really. But 2-0... You know, they've left themselves a right bit of work to do at Ibrox next week. Dire. Dire, says Hugh Keevans. But what did you make of it? 0141 951 1025. Rangers fans, I know for a fact you've got something to get off your chest after last night. You simply must. Uh, so let's hear from you. Where did it go wrong? Can it still be overturned? Ibrox has been a, a pretty special place in Europe in the last couple of seasons. Can it still be overturned? What about the team selection, the personnel, the formation, the big moments, that penalty that you got against you? There is so much to get through from last night's game. So please do pick up the phone right now. Don't hang around. 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. And there was us, Hugh, just settling in after a dramatic opening weekend. Mm. In the Premiership Then Europe comes along with a bang That's why this opening I mean it's only the 3rd of August for goodness sake But this opening period of the season Is is so important Well you know you could see Giovanni Van Bronckhurst last night Not a happy man And actually quoted as saying That Rangers will have no chance Of going through to the next stage of the competition If they play anything like they played last night When the return leg takes place at Ibrooks on Tuesday The flat Performance that Simon speaks of I just don't understand This is the Champions League You're talking about the, the Not only the opportunity to make Tens of millions of pounds But to have those special nights That Celtic already have in the bag Because by virtue of winning the league title Last season They're in the group stages So what Rangers were playing at last night Only the callers can let us know Well, The nature of football in this city As you well know Simon Actually any performance and result like that In any competition Would would probably get some criticism But we know how important These Champions League qualifiers Have become for our team So that's what what makes it even Sorer for the Rangers fans And, And we'll find out when they phone But possibly The slightly Unexpected nature of it I mean this is a side That reached a European final A couple of months ago Well, well there you go You mentioned that That's what I was about to say Especially on the The way they They dealt with European ties Towards the end of last season You know moving through the rounds And getting to the final You look at the front Three if you like last night All newbies uh, I don't think any really stuck out You've got a familiar Midfield three But You know People will say It was the second game of the season You know 
when you're in Champions League qualifiers, you have to hit the ground running. Mm. We've seen it time and time again with Celtic and Rangers over the years. You have to hit the ground running. And yeah, you can say the second goal was very harsh, the penalty. Uh, but they've given it, as, as Hugh said there, John uh, McLaughlin's made a couple of good saves. It could have been three or four at, at one stage. So they're maybe thankful it's 2 0, but the performance levels have to have to come up. Uh, just to set the scene before we go any further Hugh because I'm absolutely certain that's the story that, that will dominate tonight but there's a lot going on you look at Dundee United about to get into uh, their European campaign they've signed Jamie McGrath St Mirren yeah. fans loved his work up here um, what an interesting development it would be if Martin Boyle came back to Hibs on last night's show we're talking about Celtic you know guys like James McCarthy for instance is it time that he uh, heads off and, and tries to find more regular football elsewhere so Yes, Rangers will dominate no doubt tonight But there's a lot happening Dundee United have had a good window uh, The fact that they got Dylan Levitt uh, On a permanent deal from Manchester United Was good Jimmy McGrath will be a terrific signing If uh, Boyle goes back to Hibs I mean he obviously won't play against Hearts At the weekend because he's he's not had a proper pre-season It'll be a while But Martin Boyle has been missed big time by Hibs So the fans there would be delighted. I spoke to the Hibby in the family today and he's really looking forward to the prospect of Boyle coming back because, quite simply, Hibs lacks sharpness up front. Uh, what he hasn't mentioned is that he only spoke to the Hibby in the family because he accidentally <laughs> deleted, he deleted his full email account and the Hibby in the family is good with IT, so he had to come down and fix it. And what was your favourite stat fact of the day? How old does it make you feel? What was it? 20, 26 years ago Simon Donnelly To the day To the day Scored in a 2-2 draw yeah. Against Sporting Lisbon At Celtic Park And the other goal scorer Was George Cadet 26 yep. years Incredible ago. wasn't it Somebody else wow. pointed that out to me Do you know where we went Straight after that game The Victorious <laughs> Loch Lomond To watch Oasis well, oh, well I saw that was the anniversary of that So that, that makes was. sense What a weekend And you love your music as well love that You weekend. probably loved the Oasis more than scoring the goal Well we scored the goal, did my job And then there was a team bus Straight down to Loch Lomond Wow, I was six at the Rock time don't, don't, don't let that ruin your night But I was only six at the time <laughs> I, anyway. I interviewed Noel Gallagher at Celtic Park Before an old film game, there you are Right, yeah. now we're really getting distracted 01419511025 Let's dive straight in with Tony Who's a Rangers fan, Motherwell I mean, Hugh Keevans has called it dire, Tony. I don't know how you felt about it. How would you sum it up? I think dire's been a bit kind of soft on us. I thought we were absolutely disgusting last night. I mean, see, we even started, I said to the boys in my work, I said, that is the wrong team. We're starting off with three defensive mids in your midfield. Yeah, Tillman on the left, who plays through the middle, so his first stop when he gets the ball is to drive through the middle. There was just nothing. I was sitting and thinking to myself, right, now we're going to kick on. Now we're going to kick on the second half. Now we're going to kick on. And there was just nothing. There was absolutely nothing. All I can say on the game is, thank God there's two legs in the tie because there's no way we can play as bad again as what we did. I must admit, disgusting was not the word that I expected, but I'm I'm fine with it, Hugh. Um, <laughs> Tony got his, his sort of frustrations across. And I think it's understandable. I don't think there will be many Rangers fans disagreeing totally with Tony's... No. Overall feeling You had defensive uncertainty At Livingston at the weekend Resulting in Joel Nubley's Terrific goal for Libby And then you had more defensive uncertainty Last night Leading to The first goal for USG uh, Apart from that Up front Cholak uh, I heard them described by one former Rangers player uh, As a waste of time Now <laughs> He's only in two games 
but you're harshly judged as Simon knows in this city you are harshly and quickly judged there was just nothing about mm. Rangers last night that was impressive and Tony could see that with yeah. his own eyes I mean I'm sure we'll get to VAR the penalty decision um, you know various other things the, the goal the first goal that Rangers lost Simon but the thing that jumps out for Tony is the team selection the, the mm. personnel the shape yeah. what did you make of it what jumped out for you uh, what I looked at or what I thought as the game was developing you know the goal behind against Livingston at the, the weekend and it took somebody like Scott Arfield to come off the bench somebody who's been tried and tested and relied upon at Rangers over the years to come and kind of lift it and turn it and I just thought as the game was going on you know he was on the bench uh, I thought we might have seen him featured at some point because he had such a positive impact at the weekend the new guys People take different lengths of time to settle into clubs. Uh, but unfortunately, the position Rangers are in and the qualifiers, you're not allowed that time. You're not allowed it. I mean, I, I look back to last year with Celtic, Jackie Marcus, t- he was injured at the beginning, but he took a bit of time and then started to, to really hit form the turn of the year. The big guy, Cholak, he doesn't have that time just now because of the, the situation Rangers are in. Uh, and they've left themselves, as I say, a, a major... Hmm. Bit of work to be done next week Tony if you're talking about The players that were picked Or the way that they were set out I mean that stuff always Comes back on the manager Clearly um, Again though It's a couple of months Since this guy was Being heralded for some Tactical Brilliance in Europe You know that got you To, to the Europa League final So how much did the manager Get it wrong last night? Uh, 100% As I said Before the game even started I said that It's the wrong team to play I don't understand that I mean there was nobody To drive the ball forward From the middle and as Simon said, as the game was, was going on, you were screaming out for a Lawrence or an Arfield or somebody attacking to come on. And it just stayed the same and stayed the same. And then, I mean, Barisic has been very poor for the start of the season. And even pre-season, he was poor. Last night in Livingston, all the problems have come down the left-hand side. I mean, when you're having the boy Tillman on the left and he's driving in inside, there's nobody on the left. I mean, the amount of times Conor Golson had the ball when he was looking for his diagonal and there was nobody there. I just think Rangers really need to have a think about ourselves because we've got a very, very uphill task next week. And, and Hugh, well, we've been through this many times in this country. In some ways, the games that can make or break your season come in July and August. It's just a problem that Celtic and Rangers need to negotiate unless you get what we've got this season and, and you get some sort of automatic um, entry. So as, as Tony says, next week becomes massive, doesn't it? I'd go back to what Ange Postacoglu said at the weekend. That there was I standing here with you in the studio uh, saying that Celtic weren't at it, but they'll grow into the season. And then at full time, Ange Postacoglu wasn't having it. The season has started, he said. And that's what Tony and the Rangers supporters are expecting of the Rangers players. Do it have time mm. to bed in or do anything else. They have to react now. But... Personal opinion, I think it's a bit early for pressing panic buttons yeah. about next Tuesday. I will just take that game in isolation. I know that uh, Ibrooks last season on the, the road to the final was a big factor and it will be a big factor again on Tuesday night. Now, you're talking about a Belgian team whose last European tie was 58 years ago. They do not know what's going to hit them on Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah, because when we always talk about budgets and so on and how difficult it can be for our clubs when they go into Europe, but, but that wouldn't be an example of that. Rangers were obviously the, are the favourites oh, for yeah. this tie. Yeah, without doubt. Uh, if Rangers 
fail to get through There'll be more than Tony calling them disgusting Disgusting It's a strong start Tony I'll give you that Thank you very much Tony and Motherwell 01419511025 You can tweet as well Keep it clean uh, Let us know what you made of the game The performance The talking points last night There is a lot to get through Let's go with Scott and Govan What was the main issue for you last night Scott? Hi Gordon Simon here um, before I get to that Can I just pass on my condolences To John Hughes' family Yeah well said Yep Hugh I know you'll be keen to Yeah First chance something. First chance I've had uh, To say something about Big John uh, Since his sad death uh, He was part of my childhood You know he signed for Celtic in 1959 Was in the team by 1960 uh, And the only way I can sum him up quickly He had the physique Of a heavyweight boxer And he had the feet Of a Tap dancer He was delicacy And destruction He was a terrific player well, I like that He summed that up nicely um, Scott thanks for bringing that up I think that's important And feel free to let loose then On, on the game last night <laughs> um, I'm letting loose on uh, Big McLaughlin um, He definitely was to blame For the, the first goal um, I He's kept his in it But in my opinion, and I've only been going to Ibrox since 1983, so we've had a lot of good, good keepers like, say, <laughs> say Woods, straight through, Gorham, Ken Cross, the lot, and he's just no one of them. And if you ask a Celtic fan, if you ask Simon there, we've, they've really hated us for having good class number ones, and he's no one of them. So I don't know where we go for here. Should Alan McGregor have played last night? That's the the immediate, you know, first question. Well, why would he stay for another year if he didn't want to be number one? And if and according to Gio, he's saying that McLaughlin is going to be in the goal on Tuesday. So why would you want to stay to be a number two? But you, I must admit, I didn't expect this debate to sort of blow up so. Quickly, yeah. and you you knew it was there. That's yeah. the, if you, if the goalkeeping situation plays out the way Rangers had, as soon as whatever one of them was in and made a mistake, we were going to get this. But you know, I thought it would be at least a week into the new season. Alan McGregor, at the age of forty, is not in a position to be looking for guarantees of being the number one pick, and he's not in a position to be looking for promises about anything. Do you understand the? McGregor would have saved that narrative that forms last night, or is that not really? Is that unfair? Not really, because I remember the calls last season. People who were questioning Alan McGregor for a variety of mistakes, uh, some of which cost Rangers points, both at Ibrox and on the road. I also understand that the the Rangers fans see McGregor as the better shot stopper of the two, and I think they're correct. And uh, McLaughlin's more of the modern day goalkeeper, good with the ball at his feet. Uh, however, to be fair, Scott said it himself. The goal, the first goal, McLaughlin has mm. got to take his share of the blame. But thereafter, you can't just dismiss the saves that he made that prevented it from being a disastrous night. How bad was that mistake, Simon? I, I need to from be the, honest. That when I was heading home, and I, I was following Twitter, Gordon Dia was driving before anyone thinks I was <laughs> on my phone at the wheel, and um. You know, saw the, the way people were talking about it. I was expecting a bit more of a howler, yeah. but that's not to say that no. John McLaughlin is, is not to take some part of the blame. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'd built it up in my head. But h- how big a mistake was it? It clearly does take a nick in front of him, but it does go through him. 
Yeah, I, I think he'll think yourself, right. and I think most keepers will feel he should have done better. Okay. He should have saved it, but I'd, I wouldn't describe it as a howler or a, a huge mistake. He, he should have done better. Uh, we can stand here all night and argue with Alan McGregor have saved mm. it. What I'm surprised that Alan McGregor hasn't started the season for Rangers. I, I would have had him as Rangers number one still. And I know, I think Gio said last night, we don't have the number one, we have two good mm. goalkeepers. Uh, but I'm surprised McGregor hasn't played. And obviously when things like that happened last night, it's the... It's the knee-jerk reaction. Well, it's inevitable, oh, McG- isn't it? It's inevitable. That. If Joe Hart lets that exact yeah. goal in on Saturday, we're not getting calls to say that Benjamin Segrist should play. Yeah. But because of the way that... No, the I think you watch it. When I'm watching the game and you get the replay and there's a slight deflection on it, that makes it a wee bit more of a difficult one. But it's still close to his body. There's mm. a wee bit of power behind it. But I think you should save it. Uh, Scott, are you letting him off the hook at all, given that he made some decent stops after that? Or not? not so sympathetic? No, I'm not so sympathetic, no, because um, what McGregor is really good at is when they're um, starting for the back, McGregor is really good at that, McLaughlin, isn't he? And in my opinion, and probably a lot of Rangers fans, Gio says, right, he hasn't got a number one, but who's the better keeper overall just now? And I think it's McGregor. He, he must think it's McLaughlin then, yeah. as it stands. We, we said this, it was interesting when the team was named last night, because we went back to last season. John McLaughlin actually played the first league game last season. Right. Alan McGregor came in for the European game. Mm-hmm. It went back to John McLaughlin domestically. And then after a couple of weeks, it was Alan McGregor and it carried on. But if John McLaughlin plays the first league game and first Champions League qualifier, that's a, that sounds a bit like he's number one, does it not? If he plays on Tuesday... Against the USG at Ibrooks, then he is to be considered the number one. Mm. If anything goes wrong in the night, he's no longer the number one. I mean, I've now seen, and look, we're here until eight o'clock, so maybe people can elaborate on this on the phones or on Twitter. I've even seen Simon, some people, Rangers fans, saying neither of them should be number one. Mm. McGregor's aging, McLaughlin's not up to it, and we should have signed someone else, or we should sign someone else. Yeah. But you still think the answer is there, and he's Alan McGregor? I still think he's got another season in him, Alan. I do. I think. Uh... He made a couple of mistakes last year, but I think because he was so good before, these mm. mistakes stick out more. Uh, I think he's still the number one for Rangers. But what I would say to Scott is, I don't think the goalkeeping situation last night was the reason okay. that they get beat. You uh, know, they still had plenty of time to go and score goals in that game. They just looked void of, devoid yeah. of ideas. Or it was lacklustre yeah. from Rangers last night. Uh, Scott, quickly before the travel, if you can, will Rangers turn this round next week? <laughs> I would like to think they would. I think they would, but I said that last year against Malmo. So I'm hoping we will turn it around. We'll find out. Thank you very much, Scott and Govan. What do you think out there, Rangers fans? What did you make of it? Do you disagree with anything that you're hearing? What about the big talking points, that VAR call? Let us know. We'll speak to you next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The inquest into Rangers' defeat last night is well underway in the company of Simon Donnelly, Hugh Keevans and more importantly you on the phones. First caller described it as disgusting. That set the tone at five past six. Um, I don't know, maybe you're a bit more gentle on your team's performance last night or maybe even worse, uh, maybe you've got other things on your mind. I don't think we've discussed the penalty yet. Uh, So whatever it is, pick up the phone or send me a tweet. We've got a lot. Kenny Vine says Dyer was correct from Hugh. 
first week of the season You're agreeing with Hugh Keevans Kenny I don't know how that makes you feel The penalty aside We deserve to lose And the score did not flatter uh, USG uh, Brian says Gio shouldn't have let Balogun go Mistake by the club um, Interesting take on that Given that the defence Has been getting a bit of stick Over uh, the last couple of days uh, And Edward Aitken says Rangers lacked any penetration Too many square passes Midfield carved open Like a tin of sardines We don't know how good The back three They were never te- uh, Their back three are They were never tested Early goal on Tuesday Is essential What do you think? Let us know Reese is an heir What was your main Conclusion from last night, Reese. Just a horrific, horrific performance. No, I never wasn't. Definitely was not expecting to see that. First of all, good evening to yourself, you and Simon. Hi. Um, hope you are well. Thank you. Um, no horrific performance. Not what I was expecting from my Rangers team at all last night. Um, a couple of points. I'm seeing a lot of things on social media today. You know about Antonio Cholak and all. He never get the service. No, Simon will be able to tell me this. You know, I hate it when folks say he never get the service. I never seen him screaming for any service. I never, t- I never seen him once turning around and telling the midfielders where he wanted it. If it was coming short, if it was going long, you know, it was just kind of. Oh, it was Mamby Pamby up there last night. To be honest with you, it never affected the game at all. It was very much the same at Livingston. I don't want to sound overly critical, right? But Rabbi Matondo, I mean, he had a touch like a trampoline last night at some points. I think he was just getting in Tavernier's road. I worry where goals are going to come from in this Rangers team at the minute because I hear people talking about Matondo's pace. You know, pace is absolutely useless when there's 11 men behind a ball in league games. Where is he going to use this pace? You know, he certainly wasn't able to use it last night. He never even tried to use it last night. Um I see people getting John McLaughlin stuck, you know, John, John McLaughlin knows you know, he should have done better with that shot, but, you know, it was a team performance last night. I feel sorry for the midfielders because there was nobody willing to make runs, there was nobody trying to run the channels, there was nobody drawing out of out of defence. i just never seen enough of the Rangers team up front last night, and it was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, they clearly had personnel issues there. That We know the Morelos situation is ongoing, yeah. but due to end soon, there was no Ryan Kent for this one. <clears throat> But this is the point That's why Cholak's there That's why yeah. Matondo's there It's supposed to be that They are capable You know When called upon On the one hand You could say Alfredo Morelos Top European goal scorer In Rangers history Ryan Kent The driving force Behind the run to Seville For the European final Last season However I'm sorry But They were out Because of injury And others have to step up To the plate mm. And they did not, uh, you know, but we live in a world here of retrospective criticism and premature judgments. Uh, at the weekend, judgments were made about defenders at Rangers. Conor Goldson had to come out and defend John Suter. Uh, as I said to you, one Rangers player, ex Rangers player last night described Cholak as a waste of time. Uh, but we have to. Give them a chance Last night was poor Extremely poor They have their own redemption In their hands And they have to take it With both hands Or There'll be no point in Me talking about Premature judgments I'll be trampled What's the The take from you then Simon On You know Cholak and that Debate we have about Not getting service But sort of Making things for yourself And, and You know And being involved What did you make of him? I, th- I, th- I thought the front three they, they didn't impress me They didn't impress me But we're in, we're in game two I've come back for holiday And 
the Cholak guy's been described to me as a big physical centre forward like Jackie Marcus. Matondo, we've touched on his pace. If, if you don't know how to use the pace, if you're not clever enough to use the pace, you know, it's, it's worthless. You could be sprinting about, you know, not affecting the game at all. But these guys, it would be harsh of me to say these, these guys have been brought in by Gio. So Tillman looks as if there's a player there. You know, he's been at Bayern Munich. He's got a good pedigree there. As Hugh says, they have to be given time. But unfortunately, we've got the Champions League qualifiers here for Rangers. They don't have the time. Mm. They, they don't have Morelis there just now. Ryan Kent was out. But the, th- the three lads... And I thought the midfield was very safe. I thought they were playing. It was very slow. They were allowing people to get back in, even when they, they got into key areas. They weren't they? They just weren't at it, Rangers, for whatever reason. I described it as a flat performance. Uh, and I was very surprised. Even when they go a goal down, I'm thinking, well, there's a lot of time there in the game to go and put yourself against them. If anything, it looked like getting worse. It did. It did. And McLaughlin makes a couple of yeah. really important saves towards the end. But the, the, the three guys that... Matondo and Cholak did not impress me last night But it's game two mm. Reese, what did you make of the the midfield I suppose the back three as well And, and the way things were set up Simon says it was a, it was all a bit safe How did you feel it went? It was safe And you know I, I honestly think Gio's got this thing Where he likes to suss teams out In the first game And then get them in the second game But that's just no That's just not going to cut it You know there wasn't anything wrong with, with the way the team was set up. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the tactics because I've seen that a million times before in the way to Europa League. You know, John Lundstrom covering um, James Tavernier when he goes forward. The only thing is, I thought Matondo got on Tavernier's road a lot last night. I know Tavernier's kind of had to run that right flank to himself. Another point was, Glenn Kamara's been played out of position. You know, I don't know if Rangers fans have noticed this, but you know, when Steven Gerrard really had that Rangers team ticking, Glenn Kamara played on the left side at a midfield, a midfield three, and he covered Borna Barisic, and he had that position down to a tee. That was his own position. You know, Gio's come in, obviously he's changed a couple of things about, but you know, we've had a lot of danger coming down that left-hand side. You know, and I just wonder if you could tweak that back and put Kamara back in there. You've got one from covering the right-hand side, you've got Kamara covering the left-hand side. To me, it makes perfect sense, but obviously... I'm no Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. He obviously knows what he's doing. Um, that's just my opinion on the midfield. You know, I think there's a couple of things that could be tweaked in there. Is the when it, you get a result of that size and shock, if you like, you oh. a lot goes into it, and then the eyes of the fans. We've now we're not even halfway through the show, and you know we've covered off personnel selection, the way they've been lined up, goalkeeping errors. We've not got to, got to the penalty yet, so there's there's a lot that's angering the Rangers fans. What was it? We've gone from disgusting to horrific. It was you that kicked it off with dire. So it's a not. These are direct, sometimes indirect criticisms of the manager. The fans so far on the programme tonight have criticised the team selection. They've criticised those who were not brought on, such as Scott Arfield. They've criticised the shape. So all of that is down to the manager. Uh, thank you very much to Reese in air at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. We've got is it Carolyn or Caroline? Remind me. Carolyn. Carolyn in Maryhill. Sorry, my apologies. Just didn't want to mispronounce it. What did you make of last night? Then what about that penalty? Because we've not we've not got round to that yet. Uh, good evening, panel. Um, look, first and foremost, I can't believe I'm watching the same team as a, I was on the journey uh, to Seville. And I just can't believe the transformation of the team. So there's one or two quick things I'll go through. 
won the penalty, I thought that was a really poor decision. The ball played him. It ricocheted off he, on a um, uh, Golson. It's actually played him. How can he possibly use his arm or his body? The way his body was twisted. I just thought it was a poor decision. I don't know if get the, you know, you get the TV that can go and check, you know, the VR and all that. Uh, I just thought that was poor. Uh, overall, I thought Kamara was absolutely shocking. I thought his uh, role as a midfield player was terrible. Um, overall, the whole team disappointed me. I felt from the back three. Right through the whole team. I don't think there was anybody firing in four cylinders last night. They were hungry for the game. Uh, I noticed this. I played a lot of football. I played left mid. I was always like a wing-back uh, in my days. And I always remember I stood on that touchline. You miss Kent, because he's good at it as well. Running the channels up and down. They seemed to be, you know, like spaces and gaps. And there was, there was just nothing. They were totally flat. I just... Think, and I'm going to say it right now, and I've said it for day one since Gio uh, signed with Rangers as manager. I've never been a lover of Gio uh, on Europe there. Uh, that was mostly Jared's team he went with to the final. Um, now, this is his time to shine. If he shines and brings it back and like gets the support back on him, I don't know. I think he's going Carolyn disappeared. I didn't do anything. She didn't say anything untoward. Okay. Don't blame me. We'll get her back in a second. Let's let's take two points. Let's go penalty first. You. Yeah, yeah. How the penalty? How aggrieved should Rangers fans be feeling tonight? They should be shocked because it was a nonsensical decision. VAR will drive this country potty. <laughs> there is no other way of looking at it potty, because if you can look at that on the screen and give a penalty, then VAR is supposed to clarify and. Undo mistakes It did neither Last night It was a ridiculous decision Maybe it's a reminder To people who Every Monday claim That our league Would have fixed All these mistakes If we had VAR At the weekend Anyway that's just A separate point With regard to point two About the manager I think Carolyn's criticism Is over the top Because The man Mm. Did take on The Steven Gerrard team And he Mm. took them All the way Past the, The Leipzigs And the Dortmunds And all the rest of it to the final So uh, I think that's a, an overly harsh criticism of Van Bronckhurst Are you in the same boat Simon? H- how bad was the penalty, penalty decision? I'm baffled with the penalty Really? Sat and watched it and, and he got booked as well goals. <laughs> That's true And I'm thinking uh, I'm not entirely sure with the, the letter of the law now that I asked you before we came on the show mm. What is the, the well, letter well, well, of the law? Well this is the thing Because sometimes we sort of Gonna hide behind that don't we? we oh, I mean I can't believe it You know, I don't know what, don't rick- know what the law is now But off. the strange thing about this is because there's a couple of different things to consider Quite often we see penalties given for handball And you think, my goodness, that is extremely harsh What is happening to the handball? But you look at the rule and you think, well Yeah, fair there enough But last night that, that doesn't even really come into no, effect no. Because there is, a, there is a piece of guidance in the handball law Which states that there are exceptions E.g. the player's arm is already extended When there is no expectation Of the ball coming at or near the player From a teammate Yeah, so That's exactly what, what happened. happened So for the referee And his fellow officials To have time to then <laughs> Go and look at that Presumably know that rule You yeah. would like to think Have time, have a look And not, and not sort of put those two together Hugh I, I, I don't know I, I'm struggling to understand from, How that's happened From October Or November Whenever it comes in here 
This programme will need mm. to be extended from 6 yeah. until 10 To deal with the, the, <laughs> the, the fallout that will come mm. uh, I, I can only say How you can look at that on the screen See the very obvious ricochet of one player onto another Who has no idea where the ball is going to go How you can look at that and give a penalty mm. Is beyond me and any other rational thinking person It's interesting th- which way you want to spin it Because normally that would be the first subject that someone would phone in about We would be getting inundated But Rangers fans seem more it's annoyed at the, the performance per- because first of the performance, Gordon. However, you still need things to, to, to go, go your way. you know to, to go your way so you you can't just dismiss it and say oh, well Rangers no. were you know were rubbish yeah. anyway yeah um it could be a massive moment in the tie it could be and I think it was a mistake I think the penalty shouldn't have been given but I think with the callers that have already phoned in as you've touched on yourself there it's the nature of the performance mm-hmm. and again hindsight wonderful thing but the three midfielders very safe you brought the boy Lawrence into to Rangers who I quite liked at Derby a kind of link between the midfield and the attack with the game I've suited him last night you know he started at the weekend on living the plastic pitch where it's difficult at the best of times and the other one I thought Arfield when it's not going well he's, he's won it he's got a knack he rolls he? the sleeves up and he gets people working round mm. about him he has a, a positive effect especially after nicking a goal at the weekend but the front three did not offer much at all uh, Carlin, we lost you, but we, we've got you back just briefly then to, to sort of finish off. Can Rangers overturn it? That's obviously the big question. Um, well, I think there's going to be, have to be a few changes and look at um, a few players uh, about their performance. You know, uh, I was at the Levy game at the weekend and it was the same scenario as well with Bola and Suter off, well off the mark as well. And that is a double. He just ran ragged the defence. So I would like to see them turning about. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. I'm a wee bit kind of nervous about the now. We'll wait and see what happens when it comes Tuesday, and I'll be there and we'll see what happens. Brilliant, thank you very much. That was Carolyn and Mary Hill, 01419511025. This is a great time to call because we're going to get some travel news, and that means you could be up next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans is in the building, Simon Donnelly's next to him, and they're both waiting for you to get in touch. With your take on the day's big football talking points Clearly the Rangers result last night Is dominating things But if you've got something else on your mind And you want to change the subject altogether We're here for you 0141-951-1025 Let's go to Scott Who's a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld Are you as downbeat as your fellow Rangers fan Scott Or have you got a more positive spin on things? Well, it wasn't a great performance. I'll, I'll give you that, and obviously, it's it's no great going into a you know a second leg two 0 down. But I think I've got to remember last year when we played both Braga and Leipzig, we were one 0 down for the first leg against the two teams. They're far far better teams than this team is. So it was very, very easy to get behind the team and go, well, we'll see what happens at Ibrox. Get an early goal, which we did, I think, against Braga. Two minutes or Leipzig. I think I'm sure it was Braga. Got an early goal And then everybody's optimistic It's dead dead easy to get downbeat We're two games into the season With all these new guys That are new to Rangers New to the stadium and everything If you want You know Get McGregor back Davis Arfield Get a bit of the, the leadership That is at Ibrox already Get them in for the game But I don't think the tie is over At 2-0 I think if we get an early goal The crowd gets behind them I think we can go through Yeah I don't think That's why I said earlier on uh, 
bit early for pressing panic buttons here. Uh, we live in this world, as I say, in this part of the world where you've got uh, retrospective criticism and premature judgments. And of course it's not over. Far from over. I'm not going to tell you what I think will happen next Tuesday because I'll get the blame if it doesn't happen. You get it wrong anyway. Yeah, but it's not over. That's what I would say. Yeah, Simon. I, I agree with Scott. Uh, we watched time and time again last year how Rangers uh, performed really well at Ibrox, you know, with the, the home support behind them. And I think this one will be no different. You know, it's it's not a disaster, but just the nature of yesterday's performance. They've got a game against Kilmarnock at the weekend. They need to improve. They need to improve and they need to improve quick. Uh, but the, the tie is not over. It's it's just made it, with the two-goal deficit, it's made it hard work next week. They, they need to be on it. So you think this is where that Europa League run and the confidence that you should get from that, Scott, do you think this is where it kicks in? It's got to be. I mean, you can't just enjoy all the success we had last season in the Europa League and then think, oh, we're up against this smaller Belgium team or 2 nil down that's it done and dusted at the end of the day if we beat them we're up against obviously Monaco or PSV which is going to be a massive massive tie at Ibrox and then possibly Champions League group stage you've got to get behind them at the end of the day it is only two games in we're starting with quite a, fresh, a number of fresh players we've lost a couple just get behind them see what happens at the end of the day if we get an early goal we're more than capable of beating them I think for fans every game is a fresh page they take one game at a time They were happy that Rangers came back From being a goal down against Livingston And happy in the manner in which They got all three points And then they were unhappy With the manner in which They got nowhere last night Come Tuesday It'll be a different story There will be optimism There'll be determination To see what the fans can do To get Rangers over the line But it's a fan's prerogative to take one game mm. at a time. Some are good, some are bad. What was bad in particular last night, Scott? I don't, I don't think there was much good. Um, I just didn't feel there was any real positives at all to take from it. Um, I, I think the blaming McLaughlin thing, I don't think that's right. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, he's only... And there was only shots going in against them because the team out front is letting you know the shots come in. The defenders only defending properly. I think all in all, it's, it just didn't look good. I think some of the new players, if if that's their level, then they're no more than squad players. They're no first team. But hopefully, it's just it's quite a big move for them. They're they're just settling in, and, and hopefully, it gets better. You know, some of the best players we've had in our history have, have struggled early doors and came round. So hopefully, it's just a wee couple of games to get them up to speed and, and kind of knock on for there I suppose that the memory of last season is there Hugh mm. in both yeah. respects Scott wants it to be the good bits the, the run to the Europa League final that's where you take the confidence from and the previous caller said something about you know Malmo all over again where you yeah. think that oh well, don't worry we've got the second leg at Ibrox and it didn't happen now I would accept that Scott's examples are more recently and they've got Giovanni Van Bronckhurst's Slant on things that, that got them to the Europa League final So um, that, that that's the, the, the two avenues Because mm. this time last year We were having a similar conversation And when Malmo came It then didn't go to plan back at Ibrox Well as Simon said earlier it's, a, it's some game in this country 68 days ago Rangers were in a European final uh, And now fans are on questioning This, that and the other You know someone out there is going to count And make sure it is exactly 68 well, days So I'm going to have to take your word for it Well you take my word right, good. Uh, but you've got the rollover effect now 
you know, eventually Rangers got there against Livingston. Uh, at no stage did Rangers get there against USG. Now it's Kilmarnock at Ibrooks. Rangers have to obviously get a win and they have to look sharper, keener and livelier. Um, and then we roll over to Tuesday and they return against the Belgian side. So it's what you have to live with. Celtic didn't please Ange Postacoglu altogether against Aberdeen on Sunday. They have to impress Ange Postacoglu with a better performance at Dingwall on Saturday. That's the way the cookie crumbles here. Scott, how aggrieved do you feel about the penalty? It's one of these things, isn't it? I mean, it, it isn't a penalty. Olsen's not going in there to stop the ball progressing, but it's one of these things. Um, I'm sure there's times where we've been a wee bit fortunate <laughs> and you've just got to kind of take these. It's, it's difficult because it's such a, a big money tie um, and you're only progressing on to the next um, round, but it's just one of these things. I, I, there's no point in dwelling on it because it's only going to affect you next week. Just go on, mate, and just see what we can do at Ibrox. 50,000 at Ibrox, absolutely singing their heart out. That team, they'll know you're still at. Surely we, surely we can put two past the MLA doors and then go on and, and progress three and four. I think so. That would certainly be the plan. You never know, maybe by then Alfredo Morelos takes part as well, Simon. <clears throat> I assume Ryan Kent isn't too far away either. So these things could all be. Bit of a shot in the yeah, arm. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see what side Gio puts out of the week. I was just looking as Scott was talking there. So it was five changes last night, uh, and it obviously didn't really work. I think one of them was forced. I think Suter picked up an injury, but the other ones. Were uh, Kent as well didn't travel. Sorry, Kent. So five changes. It'd be interesting to see if guys like you know, I think they started with Wright at the weekend, Arfield, guys who have been given. You know, important roles, right? In particular, in the in the European mm. run, albeit a wee bit by default because Morelos was out, but he still showed faith to play uh, the lad. So it'll be interesting to see what they go with at the weekend. But who's who's right? You don't. I mean, fifteen twenty minutes into the game at the weekend, if they're only, there'll be grumblings there. You have to handle that pressure, win that game, and go into Tuesday night on a high. The, the other thing, Hugh, I feel that you know, at this stage of the season, when you're going that kind of week to week, you don't have a lot to base your opinions on. You, no. you just live from one game to the next. Is the way that football can burst your bubble? I mean, up until seven, half seven, eight o'clock last night, the general feeling we were getting from the Rangers fans is, well, you know, I think I think Matondo's going to be a real player. Really looking forward to seeing him. Missed out against Levy. Good, he's in from the start. He's electric. <laughs> now you know. Now that that's that bubble's burst. Yeah. So it's about, I guess, reinflating it at the weekend. We are the knee-jerk reaction capital of the world. It is understandable, isn't it? Because you're not talking about Connor Goldson or James Tavernier, who, if they've had a bad game last night, they've had three three hundred other good ones or whatever. Yeah. But when you're trying to judge the new signings, you, you're on the roller coaster I, with them. Know, a bit. I never like telling people who pay to get in how to support uh, if they. If they react badly and it's early on, well, they paid their money. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Thank you very much to Scott 01419511025 for the next few minutes is all about Beat the Pundit let's see what you've got for us it's been quite the week did you hear last night? yeah I did guy came on said I want to get hold of Mark Wilson I'm going to I'm going to 
do do to him what Daniel Kuzan did and all the rest of it and Mark his face went even redder than normal he said give me him was the quote I've never seen Mark so animated and Mark backed it up uh, with a victory so these two are much more placid in nature I'm sure you'll agree but if you want to play Beat the Pundit tonight you need to call before 7 o'clock 0141 951 1025 and you could be up next Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard That was a quick first hour Simon Donnelly and Hugh Keevans are here No prizes for guessing what the main talking point is tonight Rangers disappointing evening in Belgium We did finish on a slightly more positive note Looking ahead to next week Any reason uh, why Rangers can't overturn it But there is still a lot uh, out there I'm sure Whether it's the penalty the goalkeeping situation, the performances of other individuals last night, we are here for you, Rangers fans. And of course, if you want to change the subject onto your own team, you're more than welcome to do that as well. 0141 951 1025, and we'll do this first. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Right, let's see what tonight's got in store, is it? 2-0 to the pundits this week Roger Hanna was outstanding on Monday Mark Wilson not too bad last night as well So let's see if we can get a signed ball sent Oh, Producer Callum will be furious Let me pay a bit extra for this There's a boundary charge Because Tony oh. is in Bolton Is that right, Tony? That's correct, pal Formerly the Paisley now in Bolton yeah. There we are Right, well, listen that We can certainly make that happen If you win the ball We'll send it down to you um, We'll toss the coin If it's heads You will play Hugh Keevans if it's tails, it's Simon Donnelly. Producer Callum's the top tosser, and he says it's heads. Hugh Keevans against Tony in Bolton, formerly of Paisley. You're wanderer. Yeah, I see what you did there, right, Hugh? Let's give you some Clyde two to listen to, so that he can't hear us. It's just you and I now, Tony. Thirty seconds. Answer as many questions if you can, and you're more than welcome to pass if you don't know. Okay. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. I like your attitude. Thirty seconds on the clock, and it starts now. Who's the only Argentinian currently signed for a Scottish Premiership club? Pass Which European side did Arthur Newman leave to join Rangers? Sorry, repeat that Which European club did Arthur Newman leave to join Rangers? Ajax Which former Motherwell player is now St Mirren's Chief Operating Officer? Pass Martin Boyle currently plays football for a club in which country? Saudi Arabia Name either Scottish club Jim Layton played for between his two Aberdeen spells which Scottish Premiership side does Jamie Murphy currently play for? Uh, St Mirren Okay, let's bring Hugh back Hugh, can you hear us? I can Same set of questions, you ready? Okay Let's go Name the only Argentinian currently signed for a Scottish Premiership club uh, Burnaby Which European side did Arthur Newman leave to join Rangers? PSV which former Motherwell player is now the St Mirren Chief Operating Officer? Keith Lasley. Martin Boyle currently plays football for a club in which country? Saudi Arabia. Name either Scottish club that Jim Layton played for between his Aberdeen spells. Um, Hibs. And which Scottish Premiership side does Jamie Murphy play for? Kilmarnock. Okay. What do you think, Tony? I think he's done me. My initial reaction was that they're a bit harder I think the producers have been getting a bit touchy because oh. we've been accusing them of being too easy but Hugh sounded very confident so maybe I'm off Burnaby is the only Argentinian in the league 1-0 Kevins. you were in the right 
Neck of the woods Sort of Tony You said Ajax It was PSV Eindhoven Hugh Evans goes 2-0 up He made it 3-0 Tony With Ooh. Keith Lasley Who's now the St Mirren COO But There was life left in you Come back. Y- You knew that Saudi Arabia For Martin Boyle But so did Hugh You knew that Hibs was between Jim Layton's two Aberdeen spells But so did Hugh And neither of you knew That Jamie Murphy plays for St Johnston you, I thought you were going to get it right Tony you gave me the saint uh, But you went for the wrong one So it's a 5-2 victory for Hugh Keevens I'm afraid Hard lines Tony Humiliating loss Not <laughs> at all Not at all Give it another go sometime will you All the best Tony Good man Thanks very much lads All the best That was Tony in Bolton On fire wow, On See that celebration fire. That's a new one That was more So he usually goes for the point of a shot That was the um, the, the thumb, a player does that The thumbs to the I think The, old thumbs yeah, to the, the back of the, the, the shirt I think that one Is it Drogba? I think that was the Drogba He was doing Can you now picture this? Hugh Keevans doing the Drogba celebration <laughs> Things you never thought you would see Played 2 1-2 Simon A good start ah. a good start Hugh Still only one pundit has lost this season Hugh Keevans oh, Is it me? Only one <laughs> <laughs> I told you that second season You, you were good last season I was feeling well. a lot of pressure there When you were tossing that coin ah, There we go 01419511025 Twitter at Clyde SSB You can Instagram You can Well I probably won't see it If it's Facebook Let's be honest Can you can you TikTok Will producer Callum see it? No Let's stick to Twitter Some people do send me The odd Instagram message Which I occasionally get But let's go Twitter uh, Before we Make Hugh Keevan's head explode Oh no TikTok Are you on TikTok? I think you're on our TikTok actually TikTok means clocks to me Yeah I thought that Um, That was clocks by the way 01419511025 Stevie's a Celtic fan on the line What's your point tonight Stevie? It's the game last night And I thought Rangers were far too conservative and safe And USG could have been stood for A totally slow game to be honest When you see the way Celtic play And the traps and all that and I can sympathise with the Rangers fans' frustration. Celtic fans know exactly how this feels. We've had four years of this, and especially under Neil Lennon and Edward Wanyalee and No Cairn. And you've got to really be up for these games right for the off, because if you don't, this is what can happen. You know, but I'm looking to the bigger picture. Should Rangers fail to qualify, whether it's this tie or the next tie, they'll be playing their league football on a Sunday whereas Celtic will probably be playing most of their games on a Saturday. And if Celtic rock up at St Mirren or whatever and win 2 or 3-0 and Rangers got a tricky trip to Dingwall or Tannadice or Tynecastle, this is added pressure that you don't need on top of the missing out in the millions and the glory and da-da-da-da. This, I would say, would give a psychological advantage to the team playing the day before most weeks in a title race, which is usually quite mm. close. What do you make of that, Hugh? Because we've got our very own Marvin Bartley, uh-huh. who gave the most specific league title prediction I've ever heard, where he said that Celtic would win the league, but if Rangers made the Champions League and they were both then playing on the same day, as Stevie says, he would even consider changing uh-huh. uh, his mind. That's how much of an impact he thinks it has. Stevie, whether there's a bit of wishful thinking in there from a Celtic fan's perspective, agrees. What do you make of that? I hear Ange Postacoglu in my head and I hear Ange saying the only thing that will affect Celtic and the retention of the title will be Celtic. It won't be when Rangers play, 
it will have nothing to do with any mm. other fact. Yeah, but are they not? In, they're, they're indivisible, aren't they? Well, for me, I go back to last season. Thirty-two mm-hmm. games, none of them lost by Celtic. Consistency won Celtic the league. And again, I go back to what Ange Postecoglou said at the weekend. He's not cutting anyone any slack. No, oh, it was only the first day of the season. We'll get better. He said the season has started and that's the attitude he will take all season. I know, but I think Stevie's making this about... Let let me phrase it a different way then. If you gave every Rangers player the choice to play on the same day as Celtic or the day after Celtic, what would they choose? Or does it not matter? Not for me. I I see the other side of Stevie's coin. What if Celtic blow it somewhere on the Saturday, Rangers are boosted, Mm. wherever they're going... On the Sunday The only thing Stevie That will affect Celtic Is Celtic Simon if you were a player Would you rather play on Saturday And have your opponents catch up Or does it not matter I don't think it really matters uh, I think what Hugh's saying there About the consistency with Celtic We debated this towards the end of last season With Rangers in the mm. European run uh, Did that affect them? Rangers fans will probably say yes mm. But the consistency of Consistency of Celtic. It would be si- it would be six times between now and Christmas, though, wouldn't it? Rather, you know, rather than those kind of yeah. one-offs at the end of the season. Yeah, but the, I mean, Celtic were pretty relentless in their results, mm. uh, and it, it all for me stemmed in the, the the transfer window at January when they brought the guys in. It just gave Celtic another little boost to kick on. Uh, but fans will be fans. We'll, we'll debate whether it's an advantage or a disadvantage over everything. Mm. Uh, but I agree with his, his his initial point that Rangers too safe last night, mm. too safe when it was on to maybe play it forward and go and try and create. They opted for the side or the, the easy option, uh, and it just wasn't good enough. I mean, so, whether they're valid or not, Hugh, it does just show you how many how many different discussion points come out of of the Champions League. Because Stevie threw them in there at the end as if they were small things. I'm, I'm sure he, he knows they're not, but the money, obviously, uh-huh. you, yep. you want the millions. You don't want to miss out. Now Rangers have at least. Cracked open that player trading model this year So yep. it might not be as disastrous But you would still want the Champions League money Obviously That's before we get to bragging rights We're in the Champions League And you're not Now we're talking about scheduling How much does it actually influence The way the title race plays out Rangers are looking for Self-sustainability And that comes with The £40 million pounds they've taken in And Nathan Patterson And Joe Aribo And uh, Calvin Bassey uh, they wouldn't mind the same amount of money through qualification for the Champions League so of course it's vital in the financial sense but I would also say to Stevie Celtic are in the Champions League and they were out of three European competitions last season Celtic have to start being a proper club in Europe again so if you're being turned over in the Champions League in midweek that affects your confidence going into the Saturday game. What do you think, Stevie? Take Hugh's point. Personally, I think most Celtic fans will settle for third place and drop into the Europa League. I don't think we'll have any uh, fancy notions about getting a grip because you're going to get two superpowers and it might be the way Ange plays basketball, 5 nothing, 6-3 and all that. My point is, <clears throat> James Tamamir is on record is saying that the Rangers team as a whole are mentally fragile and can't really handle it when the pressure's on. That's what I'm coming for. I mean, I, 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 get, I get 
the reference, obviously those programme notes, but yeah. when you see James Tavernier's on record as saying Rangers are mentally fragile, that, no, that's a on. bit strong, isn't it? I'm not sure if we phoned him up right now and said, are Rangers mentally fragile? He would he would say yes. And for, no. for a start, it was a couple of years ago. Since more, then, more than more than a couple of years ago. Since then, they've won a league and got to a European final. Yeah. So, I mean, quotes from the past can always be used in evidence against you, but they are from the past. A lot of water has flowed under the bridge since Tavernier said what he said. Uh, so, no, I, I think you have to be first and foremost. If you're Stevie and the other Celtic fans You have to be aware of your team And how they perform You have to be aware of trying to juggle The Champions League with the domestic league You have to be wary of Psychological damage being done By the superpowers As Stevie calls them In the Champions League There's plenty for Celtic to be going on with Without bothering about whether Rangers play on a Sunday or not uh, I'm going to tell Marvin Bartley That you think his theory is a lot of nonsense then And the yeah. next time you, you, you meet up with him I'll, I'll text I'll him I'll watch. text him tonight <laughs> Get the Nokia out I'm sure he'll take it well You know he does He's just shy, it's quiet Not not confrontational in any way His messages back are always very kind Have I spoken to you since I spent the day at Livingston? I, was I, I heard what you had enough. to say You referred to Marvin Bartley as a beast Wow, honestly The behaviour of the guy On the, the training field is, Was... Eye-opening, let's leave it at that uh, Thank you Stevie, 0141 uh, And we are on Twitter At Clyde SSB uh, Let's bring in Paul in the Merchant City Hi Paul Hi, hi Gorm, how are you doing? Not bad at all, you well? I'm well Good man, well, what's your I'm point now, tonight? Uh, I'm now relocated back to the Clyde Valley So I'm not in Merchant right, City get, no more Right, get so. that updated <laughs> He is no longer Paul in the Merchant The artist formerly known as Paul in the Merchant City Anyway, what's your point Paul? No, I just um, uh, a, 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 a variation of from the last season But I just don't know where all the optimism's coming from um, You know, Rangers getting into a, a vital European game With five changes With their best Two best players not yet signing contracts on uh, a year left in their con- you know, in their deals, mm-hmm. and it's all. I mean, I heard before the game, uh, really confident, but we're in a final, uh, you know, sixty days ago and all of that, and it's now, you know, two 0 down to a, a a Belgian side. You know, they may well pull through, but you know, as a Celtic fan, as a, as a previous caller said, you, you these these games are fraught with danger. Um, at least Rangers had the, the luxury of one league game under the belt um, before competing, whereas a lot of the time Celtic are getting in cold uh, without any league games. So I just I just didn't know where the why there wasn't more caution attached to uh, the tie. I'm not two you nils, know, not a disastrous result, but um, the the whole um, the whole fabric of where they are at the moment. With Morelos and Kent is just, and I can't help thinking if it was, you know, um, Edward and try to pick another, you know, Lee Griffiths or you know whatever, they wouldn't be spun another way. You know, it's. You know, I'm a bit, I'm a bit confused. To explain this to me, Paul, you think when Rangers fans are trying to assess how confident they are going into a European tie, you think they should put more emphasis on the fact that Ryan Kent hasn't signed a new contract? Than the fact that they made a Europa League final six to eight days ago. Well, if you frame it like that, maybe not. But what I'm what I'm saying is, 
there's, there should be more made of the fact that these guys haven't signed yet and have lost Bassey and for whatever reason... I lost them, to be fair. They got quite a lot of money for them. Well, they could they get £40 million and that's for sure. That's another another narrative that we can discuss later. But, um, you get £40 so, million pounds from three player sales. Three, not Calvin Bassey. From three player sales. Oh, and Paul actually is gone. Do you, I don't know if... Yeah. I, I feel like I might be getting accused of cutting people off. That's twice, but I, haven't, I don't know where else he can call back. I, I'm not quite sure. This what, reminds me of last night, though, because we did have a bit of an incident. Yeah, yeah. Last I, night I, I was listening. Yeah. Some, someone said something about Mark Wilson's because I've had a lot of um, texts about that. Look, look at producer Callum. He's, <laughs> ab- he's absolutely <laughs> terrified. I'm not say exactly, but I get a lot of calls today. Um, people say, what, "What was said last night?" There was a comment made about Mark Wilson's body. Sort of. What do I do? I should leave it there. I um, you I'm not using that word. Are you joking? Um, Let's put Paul is still on the line. Um, I can't remember where we we lost Paul. I think you were talking about yeah, the the, play, the three the, players. The sales. forty million pounds comes from the sale of three players: Nathan Patterson, Aribo, and Bassi. Um, which you know that's what Celtic and Rangers do. They cash in. Celtic have done it very, very well for years. Rangers are now playing catch up in that direction. Um, but you know, Rangers were into a tie last night with every reason to believe that they would do reasonably well in Belgium they did not play well they lost 2-0 it could have been double that amount they are still very much in the tie end of story Paul uh, Paul what the previous Celtic fan was talking about you know scheduling and how much that might impact things if Rangers weren't to make the Champions League and, and Celtic obviously will Hugh and Simon not really buying it what, what would your take on that be? Uh, I think I would be cautious of Ange's ball being demoralised in Europe the same as Brendan Ball was. Uh, so I, I, I see this Champions League uh, sojourn as being fraught with difficulty for Celtic, depending on who they get. So, I mean, he can't, he can't honestly set up as open as we are um, for Aberdeen to go through is quite easily a couple of times on Sunday, albeit it was, it's great to watch. So that's going to be a fascinating uh I mean, we certainly need a couple of holding midfield players and at least one anyway. I don't think James McCarthy's going to cut it. So uh, I don't think it matters what day it is. I think it's going to matter more about his um, his, his bottle, I suppose, with still a fairly young squad, which mm-hmm. I, you made the point last year. So you know, careers can be um, can be you know can be ruined on on the back of. Uh, Drubbings of like seven nils and all the rest of it. So I don't, I don't think the annual ball can go, uh, can can translate to the, the the higher levels of the Champions League. So um, on the back of that, who made the point of actually agreeing with each other that you know you can come back from a drubbing with tired legs, not having a lot of the ball. It doesn't matter whether you're mm-hmm. playing a Saturday or a Sunday. That that's got a negative effect. Well, we're agreeing with you. That seems like a nice place to end it. Thank you, Paul. 01419511025. A teaser for the guys and more calls next. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 01419511025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lively show as you would expect in the company of Hugh Drogba Kevens and Simon Donnelly. Pick up the phone, let us know what's on your mind, or tweet us at Clyde SSB. It's also the time where you two have to team Ooh. up. You have to try your best to answer 
the following teaser Which has been sent in by a listener uh, That is the beauty of it So Eddie in Bothwell has sent it in tonight And he wants to know There's a bit of a theme here Prior to Graham Alexander Can you name the last seven managers Who've left a Scottish Premiership job Before the end of November In a season That makes sense uh-huh. So similarly to Graham Alexander So it doesn't count during the, during the summer what's, what's the date? End of November? The end of November So we're talking about Into a new season But didn't last beyond the end of November They didn't have to be sacked by the way Yeah they may have left of their own accord um, But can you name the last seven Before Graham Alexander Who left a Scottish Premiership job Before the end of November Steve, Into a new season Steve Cathro No Stevie oh. G Yes Stephen Gerrard Well done Was that October time? November? I think Jack Ross No Ooh. Brendan Rogers. No Oh that was a lot later in the season wasn't it? Mm. Stephen Gerrard Pretty tough you know Stephen mm. Robinson No I had an interesting look through these You know to, when we were checking it out it, Quite common to you know Get maybe December, January But not It's not That common Did um, Robin Nielsen leave Hearts? No First time around uh, No So The only thing that's It's too far back anyway he sort of hit the post He left Dundee United He left Hearts for Dundee United <sighs> I got it right the first time He left Dundee United for Hearts In the summer Right but that, So that, that doesn't count Your colleague Stephen Mill Has got one Straight away Not that that helps you Just thought you might like to know Maybe there's no seven There's only seven So you've got one down Six to get mm. Okay I'll leave it with you Clicking. You can you can chip in out there I can hear you shouting at the radio Send me a message uh, I'll give you a mention Speaking of mentions, I can't believe this. We've got Alan, uh, who wants a shout-out for getting a hole-in-one at oh. Kathkin Bray's Golf Club yesterday. Who, unfortunately, we don't do shout-outs, so we, can, we can't mention that. <laughs> they tell, for... they tell me Kathkin Bray's is easy. Uh, yeah. I think, is that Fantastic not a, course. Is that not a... Course, you. Fantastic course. It doesn't count if it's in mini-golf, does it? No, no, no. no. Is that anyway, a Alan, have a word to yourself. Come on. Well done, Alan, in all seriousness. Well done. I'm sure you'll be delighted. Dining out on it for ages, I'm sure. Um, that's your home track, is it not? It certainly is. And he's a very good golfer. I play with him oh, regularly. You know Alan, do so you? Oh, right, I, I okay. see it on the text, the group text last night. Home one at hole eleven, I believe. There we go. Hope he got the drinks in. Well, it wouldn't have been as expensive as your local one. I think you were I didn't. I didn't get it. I just, just it was an. It was, a, it was a near. Do you want to see? If, I've got it all sussed out. Last hole in one I got. I see. I see that keyword there. Last to prove that I've had, uh, to show that I've had more than one during lockdown. Clubhouse shut. <laughs> Perfect timing. Couldn't possibly. I, I, would, I would have loved to. You couldn't possibly Anyway um, Right I'll leave that teaser with you Looking for the last seven managers Who've left or been relieved Of their position Before the end of November In the Scottish Premiership You've got Stevie G And That's your lot so far uh, Let's bring in Frank Who's a Rangers fan What stood out for you last night Frank? Uh, just a lack of total uh, Professionalism It's as if they Had taken this team for granted They were going to beat them And that was the end of it I mean it's, tot- it's totally Unacceptable Their performance and next week when they play Ibrox, you can be sure the Rangers su- supporters will not accept this in the, at Ibrox. So it's their job to retrieve the situation. Now, I don't think this team are a great team, and I think they might fold at Ibrox. But to be two goals down against a team who hasn't been in Europe at all, it's as if they were just going through the, through the motions. Totally unacceptable. I mean, I feel like... 
unprofessional taking the you know taking the team lightly are those are those the same thing or is there a key difference between those things how how will we even know if that was the case exactly how do you prove that uh, you could have a go at amateur psychology and say that you know having been to the european final 68 days ago they they approached the match uh in a less determined fashion than might have been the case However, I come back to the point that uh, they they went there, they should have done much better, they did not. That's the story of football. Sometimes what you should be doing and what you actually do are two entirely different things. However, as Graham Alexander said, uh, after losing to Sligo Rovers at home, it's only half time. Unfortunately for Graham Alexander, it can get worse yeah. in the second half. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst can't have that. Um... We can speculate though As a lot I've said It's Very difficult to prove People will always come to those Types of, of conclusions About you know Underestimating Was that something you saw Simon? No I don't I don't think they underestimated uh, Union at all really I just think for whatever reason Rangers couldn't get going on the night And Again hindsight You're looking at the, the Three midfielders Probably similar You were looking maybe for somebody in there To link between the midfield And the, and the strikers The strikers didn't offer much at all In the game And it was I keep going back to it It was a very flat performance But you would expect At Ibrox In six days time You know With A full su- support behind them You'd mm-hmm. expect a reaction And yeah. I, I think a few changes In the, the team lineup as well Frank the scattergun Has been out on the show John McLaughlin Is getting it Giovanni Van Bronckhurst Getting it Some of the new signings Anything that Stood out for you Any blame you wish to Send out there well, the same all mistakes are being made. The same performances are being uh, put out onto the park. Barisic has finished at Ibrox. That's my opinion. He's finished. They need to sell him. I think they've got the replacement in the Turkish boy. That's fair enough. But they need to bring in someone up front. I mean, Simon was talking about for, uh, the forwards. Rangers don't have a forward just now because Morales is out. Ruth's on, looks as though he wants it. I would go for Martin Boyle. I would go for Martin Boyle to stir it up up front. I don't care who, who he plays for, whether it was Hibs, whether he came for Celtic, any, anywhere. It, that kind of thing doesn't bother me. Get the boy in or get someone up front who can stir it up. Well, I mean, interesting, because we're talking about Martin Boyle potentially coming, coming back to Hibs. It's just a name Frank wants to see. was quite interested in his assessment of Borna Barisic, uh-huh. who he did seem to be getting... Quite a lot of criticism Yilmaz, last night. Yumaz came on for Barisic, and I think that might be the way it will stay now. Rangers have paid a lot of money for Yumaz, uh, and I think he's the future, and Barisic may be the past. Borna Barisic has been a constant, intriguing one at, at Rangers, Simon, because didn't start brilliant. Everyone knows the story. It's the free kick at Love Street. It, it, Love Street, not called that anymore. Old habits. Um, Against St Mirren That seemed to ignite something The title winning season Very good Then last season Not so much And Calvin Bassey played a lot And then there was that night At Celtic Park Which was maybe the low point By all accounts Looking pretty good in pre-season Rangers fans Were excited to see If if it was back to to that Former version And already he's getting Some stick this season How do you look at him? I, I quite like the guy But I think he does blow Hot and cold And I think the fans are kind of hot and cold with him at times as well. The fact that they've, they've brought this Turkish left back in suggests, as Hugh says, that that might be the way forward for, for Rangers. But you're going to pick holes in 
criticise most of the team after a performance like last night. He's made a mistake at Livingston at the weekend as well. And the pressure's on. I think that might be a change. As I said, next week I think there'll be I think this team will be totally different next week in terms of personnel. Mm. Frank, can you turn it round? I think we can turn it round, but the attitude's got to change. The attitude was last night it just wasn't acceptable. I mean, there's big money at stake here, there's prestige at stake. Don't get me wrong, I don't expect to go into the European Cup and expect to do really well because we're, it's a different level. And there's part of me actually would settle for the UFA, the Europe, the the cup they won last season because that's our level just now and although I would like to maybe qualify to see the opposition and see real good teams at Ibrox and enjoy that I don't expect us to do very well in the European Cup so being in the European Cup or the Cup Winners Cup is immaterial to me the, the important thing is they show the right attitude and last night just didn't do it I get everything's doom and gloom Hugh and uh-huh. the Champions League is a completely different kettle of fish for our teams we yeah. know that once you're in there you're in with some absolute heavyweights but if you've got to a Europa League final last season and disposed of some pretty strong teams along the way you get you grudge the aspiration to have a crack at the Champions Without League next the, season I think Frank's attitude is a defeatist attitude uh, I think that fans want to see uh, Real Madrid or Manchester City or whoever, Liverpool, anyone you care to mention, they want to see them at Ibrox and Celtic Park. Uh, you you have to go and show ambition, and I think that Celtic and Rangers will attempt to do that. They, of course, they then become what other teams are to them in the domestic league. You then come up against clubs with a monumental budget who can afford to buy 50 million pound players and the rest yeah and the rest uh, Erling Haaland may be knocking on your door one night that's fine uh, you know you have to go along with that and you take want to, the thrill you, you want to be there though Hugh, yeah. don't you? you want to be in the top of tournament course. and going as, as one of the callers said there if, if Celtic finished third he would deem that as success in the group you want them to go and give a good account of themselves but Ultimately, you want to be there. And Rangers' form in Europe in the last two or three seasons suggests that they are good enough. What I'm looking at here, the, the now Arribo, Rangers' best player for the first half of last season. Yep. Bassi, arguably their best, with Lundstrom for the second half. They're away now. So the new guys need to step up to the plate as well. Yeah. They have to come mm. in and have a positive but impact. The same as kind of Celtic's recruitment last year. We had a caller towards the end of last season when it was very obvious that Celtic were going to be champions who said Rangers fan who said Celtic will not get a point in the Champions League group now that's part of the fun yeah I I think he's wrong but you've got to go in there and see how the Matt O'Reilly's and the Real Atati's fair very dependent on the draw I mean of course course you you want to be there that's what players want to Celtic and Rangers they want to be there. The fans want to go and see these teams. You don't want to be getting scudded 6 0 at a Paris Saint Germain. You want to go and give a good account of yourself, mm. but that's where the, these yeah. teams want to be. Any more on this teaser then? Can you name the last seven managers who've left a Premiership job before the end of November into a new season? This is before Graham Alexander, we should say. You've got Stephen Gerrard. Pedro Gachinha? No. Mark Warburton? No more from Celtic or Rangers. Oh. That's not to say some of them don't have an association with Celtic or Rangers. John Hughes? Nope. Lenny? Nope. 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 Remember November's early. 
November is early. Struggling. There are two of these from. In fact, there are a couple of clubs that are represented twice. You've only got six answers left, and there are mo- two clubs I think represented twice. Right, who's trigger happy? Um, any Aberdeen's in there? No, Aberdeen's in there. Um, oh, Kenny Miller. Kenny Miller, friend of the show. He, of course, left very early the, the job at Livingston. Four games, I think he lasted. Okay, you're on the right track. Let's bring in Frank, who's a Rangers fan. Talk to us, Frank. How are you feeling after last night? Oh, John, sorry. Frank's been on. My apologies. It's been a long night. Uh, John, take it away. Hi, guys. Uh, good evening. Thanks for having us on again. Um, look, just touching on the game last night, I'm no, I'm a Rangers fan, obviously. I'm not going to start um, slaughtering the club and the players. Um, but last night was completely, really, really disappointing. Um, we were kind of all over the place. No service up to the big man. There was no service up to the big man against Livingston. There was no service to him last night either. And touching back on last season, you had guys like Arebo, who was a bit of a playmaker with the ball. He, he created things. He got his moving. Um, we didn't have that last night. We badly missed that. We didn't have Kent out injured. Morelis badly missed that. Bassey badly missed that. You were touching on earlier on. Simon's just said there before I come on regarding guys have got to step up the mark. Absolutely, and it's we need to step up the mark quick style because we can't afford to be getting beat like that in the next couple of weeks or the heads will get really down. So that was a bit concerning. But we'll return the tie. Uh, if we can score an early goal, get Morelis fit, get Kent back in. But I think Vanny Van Bronckhurst has got to have a real good look at the team to see where he is because I don't think he knows his team at the moment with certain players out, if that makes sense. Yeah, I wonder on Cholak, John, how problematic, if, if you, in your assessment, you know, the the chance creation for him's not there. How difficult is that when ultimately he's been judged against a guy who sort of makes his own chaos and creates his own chances in Alfredo Morelos? <sighs> it's a hard one, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, you know, we, we, we all know we badly miss Morelos. He gives us so much. He's strength in the ball. He works the line. You know, he, he sticks his backside out. He creates goals. He scores. Um, but, but, we're just really lacking, you know, the, the heads look down. Um, we just want to get the ball flowing. Um, Ryan Jack looks unfit. Kamara looks burnt out, in my opinion. Uh, Tavernier's kind of a bit heads down. Goldston's head was down. Now, the touch back on that penalty, the marking was even horrendous before. Now, the v, the VAR, some will go for it, some will against against it. So I'm not going to turn around and say, you know, it was a shocking decision, but. Part and parcel of that was the marking was absolutely shocking to get to get them in that position. That one of the callers was kind of slaughtering uh, McLaughlin. If it hadn't been for him, we might have been coming away from that tie five five down. Because although he was maybe a bit dubious for the first one, he saved about three good saves. As I say, that was two going on five last night. So no no concern there for you. You think you know is John McLaughlin the number one and he's going to stay there and so on. I think we've got to stick by the the, the boy and, and, and he's long overdue giving him a chance. He's probably learnt a lot from McGregor uh, and the coaching staff there. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be here to say, look, get McLaughlin out because he was a bit dubious for that first one. Yeah, we need to stick by him. But 
overall set up for the team. Uh, I think the the you know these new players have to come in, um, and I think Vanny Van Bronckhurst has to look to see what setup he's going to do. There, there again, Arfield was on the bench. Um, he came on against Livingston. You know what you get. It's what it says in the tin with Arfield. You know you can have him in your team, and he'll he'll he'll, he'll bust the gut week in week out, um, and can create goals. The only guy that looked as if he'd done something was uh, right when he came on. Right, done more than five minutes with anybody in the Rangers jersey. Done. He looked as if he was wanting to get the ball down and, and run it. Players. Same Scott Wright though that was taken off at the weekend. Hugh. So you're just when yeah. you're trying to find that right balance. I'm going back to my theory. Draws a disaster. Defeats a catastrophe. Um, last night was not catastrophic. The Belgian team have still to go to Ibrox next Tuesday. The tie is anything but over. Thank you, John. What about the last seven managers, though, who have left or been relieved of their duties before the end of November in a Scottish Premiership season? You've got Stephen Gerrard and Kenny Miller. Martin Cannon? Nope. Uh, now, on the basis that uh, Livy, we've already got Kenny Miller. Is there another Livy manager in there? Oh, go on then. I'll admit it. Paul Lambert? No, 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 no. no. Much oh. more recently. Another Livy manager. Bocce? No, much, much more recently. We're not going that far back for these last seven. So it's the, the one before Martin, uh, David Martindale? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> if that makes it. It should make it easier. easier. I know it should. He's been on the show a few times, you know. In the studio? In the, yes. Um, not sure, not sure if he was with you. He's also recently. Been, here, here's a good fact Clue. for you right. He might have been the Livy manager But when he was He has a tattoo of another team on Holt. him Gary Holt Gary oh, Holt Kilmarnock tattoo Gary Holt right. Is there you, a Kilmarnock manager? You there? two need serious thinking time And I'm going to give you it We'll get the rest of the answers next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Simon Donnelly are still with us Not for too much longer though So let's round a few things off We've got the full time teaser Can you name the last seven managers Who've left a Scottish Premiership job Before the end of November In a new season So this is prior to Graham Alexander Stephen Gerrard did it Kenny Miller did it Gary Holt did it Angelo Alessio No Would oh. you believe He lasted oh. longer than that Did he? He did I mm. think he was Decemberish time Was it? I think I looked that one up So we're still looking for Four Four oh. more Tommy Wright? No What about some of our So-called bigger clubs? Dundee United Maybe even bigger Don't want to upset Producer oh, Callum Look at oh, his face Look at his reaction oh, Dundee <laughs> oh, Now he's really done it Wait <laughs> uh, Hearts and Hibs then Hearts and Hibs um, I didn't say that But let's see what you've got uh, Well the silence isn't good I can say that for sure You're not a great team You two If you don't mind me saying It's <laughs> a tricky question uh, Hibs and Hearts Remember, we're not even going back that far. We've established that. Uh, Hibs. Who was the guy at Hibs? The guy at Hibs. That sounds like you're on the right track. England. English guy. English guy. Oh, I'm giving you clues. Hagenbottom. <laughs> Paul Hagenbottom. Yes, well done. Set you up there and you finished yeah, yeah. it. Okay. Are we done in the capital or is there more? Hearts. Okay. Big guy. 
<laughs> you thinking Daniel Stendel? Oh, don't think Daniel Stendel. Better known in these parts than Daniel Stendel. Craig Levine. Yes. Oh. Craig Levine. What's that? Five two to get. Do I think you'll get them without clues? Absolutely no. not. But that's that's neither here nor there. I'll help you. Along the way If you like the sound of that And you want to hear your question Used on the show Please do We do this every night So see what you can come up with And send it To fulltime At Clyde1.com Some interesting signing news Today Dundee United have signed Republic of Ireland International Jamie McGrath On a season long loan You may remember him From his time at St Mirren 17 goals In his last full season In the top flight up here Went down to Wigan Didn't really Work out just a couple of league appearances uh, As they won League One last season And now he's signed for Dundee United On the face of it Hugh If he can replicate that St Mirren form Well a good one. I, I've tipped Dundee United to finish fourth Me behind. Too. I think I went fourth as yeah, well yeah. Um, And I'm even more convinced now Because as I, say, I think Levitt's a terrific player Harks I like uh, we've got Stephen Fletcher there for experience, and now Jamie McGrath comes in, and still got you know Charlie McGrew, Tony Watt, and yep. the likes. Yeah, um, I really think that Jack Ross is building a fine team there, so that's good business. We bit unlucky to not get off to a great start at the weekend at Kilmarnock. Oh. I think late equaliser. Ian Harks didn't cover himself in glory. I suppose ball, made life tough. Yeah, I think I've predicted them fourth. I'm sure as yeah. well. I think Dundee United will have a good season. Uh, I know he was wanted for quite a while, wasn't he? About, um, but you know, in the past, linked with Aberdeen quite heavily, certainly, yeah. and so on. So, um, on the face of it, you'd have to imagine a good signing. And then the European adventure begins as well for Dundee United. He's at Altmar tomorrow. The qualifiers uh, haven't been brilliant for our teams so no, far. No, no, you'd have to say. Um, you know, anything that comes out of Holland, I, I always show respect for. Uh, I just think there's a a general. Uh, strength about the, the teams From the Eredivisie uh, But Dundee United It's a welcome return to good old times um, And I think that Dundee United will do well At Tannadice They might have to cling on for dear life In the Netherlands Yeah I think exciting times again You know go back to my childhood And all the famous European nights At Tannadice So you know it captures the imagination of the fans Producer Callum are you going? Yeah, well, he's nodding, he's, he's nodding furiously. Show. Yeah, it'd be nice to see, as you say, that the, the European exploits sell out as well. So Should be a good occasion. It'd be great for Dundee United. Do you know to that's a great thing about us now. Yeah, a good here. one. The, the crowds are sensational. We, we had one hundred and thirty thousand people mm, at our that. football at the weekend. Great numbers. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there'll be a full house at Tynecastle on Sunday for the Edinburgh Derby. Uh, the crowd at Celtic Park on Saturday. The tifo display. Everything. I mean, it was just. There's a great feeling about our game at the moment And long may it continue Never heard you say the word TIFO before No, so there we are. one of the grandkids told me what it's called <laughs> And the other grandkid's got his Brighton season ticket got for this season, his, has he? Him and his dad got their season tickets for Brighton They're jumping they, at the bit Where did they start here? Well they start at Man United this weekend yeah. So we'll, we'll write that one off uh, But then the mighty Will we? Season, never know well, didn't last season. Like, good result, did you not? I remember you celebrating in beat, here one day. Yeah, beat Liverpool at Anfield last season. Um, right, okay. Uh, another one is Martin Boyle. We ended up inadvertently, or like, no, accidentally going there because someone wanted him to sign for Rangers. Rangers but it yeah. looks like it, it could be back to Hibs. 
Yeah, I think it will be back to Hibs, but you know he will really need to get up to speed in terms of fitness. Um, but I, I think for all manner of reasons, um, domestic reasons, he's got you know wife and family, you know, and perhaps things have not worked out in Saudi Arabia. His team get relegated. Um, I think he would relish a return to Easter Road and the Hibs fans would certainly welcome him back with open arms. Can't help but think if you were to start a conversation, Simon, about the best players outside Celtic and Rangers in the last five years, he, he, well, he would, he would be in he's the conversation. You would throw another, I'm sure. He's definitely up there. At one point, I was suggesting Celtic should have had a wee shot with him, but Celtic obviously had players in those areas mm-hmm. that he plays in, but he was... By a country mile electric, Hibs wasn't he? best player Let's hear from the Hibs manager On that Lee Johnson speaking about it We know all about Boyle obviously uh, He's a good lad, good player The club loved him um, In terms of personality But also in terms of his footballing ability I would like to add um, another Sort of forward player to the group But it's a complex deal um, Whether or not it's possible I, I honestly don't know But of course if it was possible we'd be very interested yeah, I think it's a maybe. I think it's. Um, I think there'd be a will to do it if if it was possible. But like I say, it, we're not in control of it because it is, is another club's player at the moment. Although, um, obviously, if that was an option that could be explored, we'd be very keen to. Explore it would give it. the Hibs fans some boost, wouldn't it, Hugh? Oh. They, you know, they got off to a winning start anyway, but there was the whole League Cup debacle, signing McGeady, and then he's injured. They maybe even needed more forward options anyway before that injury. So. Can't think of many that would be more popular amongst the gettable ones, if you like. I think Lee Johnson just gave a very long-winded answer there, meaning, yeah, it's happening, but I can't tell you too much. Um, so I expect Martin Boyle to return to Easter Road. As the Hibs lack a cutting edge. Um, once he gets up to speed in mm. terms of his fitness, he will be a very welcome addition. And in fact, after Sunday, who knows? Hearts are going to Easter Road full of confidence. Uh, the need for a player intensifies if we don't win that derby match. Can you name the last seven managers who've left a Scottish Premiership job before the end of November into a new season? You've got Stephen Gerrard, Kenny Miller, Gary Holt, Paul Heckenbottom, and you've also got Craig Levine, which means you've got two to get before the end of the show, which is in about a minute's time if you're lucky. We need we need clues, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Mm, okay. Dundee United in there? No There is a Dundee one though The Dundee. right city There's a Dundee one James uh, McPeak? No he lasted Quite long didn't he? Dundee Former Rangers player Former Hearts player Former Dundee player I think and manager Rangers Hearts and Dundee Out and about <laughs> on the punditry circuit Come on Come on <laughs> Pathetic <laughs> You want his initials? Yes You yes. want his starting? Yes N.M. Oh Neil McCann Neil McCann No it's that easy oh. And the, is that the last one? Right Celtic player <laughs> Former Celtic player Former Hibs manager But didn't last long at St Mirren I give up with you two Honestly Alan Stubbs Just in the nick of time Right That was lively We're back tomorrow For more of the same fun With Gordon DL And Mark Wilson So make sure you join us Johnny Campbell's up next